When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Joran Jenkins from OpenPalmLaw.com. Joran, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. So you have an, an incredible history, an incredible background in your nearly 40 years of practicing law. Yeah, I hate to tell you, it's over 40. It's over 40. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back in time just a little bit. What inspired you to become a lawyer in the first place? Oh, that is a funny story, actually. So I graduated from Yale when I was 19. I didn't have a high school diploma, but at least I got my college diploma off. Yeah, in English. And I went to my stepfather and I said, what the heck am I going to do with this? I don't want to teach and I don't know what else you do with an English degree. And he said, go to law school. It's a good education. And so I actually went to law school with absolutely no plan of being a lawyer, didn't know a lawyer, had no interest in, in practicing law. And, in, and I had the good fortune to decide to go in Washington, D.C. And because I wanted to see what politics were all about. I had very little to do with politics, a little bit, but not much. Went to work in a law firm, and they gave me such wonderful opportunities. I, my second year in, as, a, you know, as an intern there, or a clerk, I guess we used to call them, I went to Las Vegas for a two-week trial with my bosses. Um, and by the end of my second year of law school, I decided, oh, yeah, I want to do this. So, yeah. It's a funny story, right? Yeah, yeah, but that is a different <laughs> career path. Absolutely. Um, and how did you arrive at the specialty of law that you've got now? Oh, another. So 
So I started out doing employment discrimination cases in a big law firm in Washington, D.C. And then I realized that I really didn't want to spend my life in Washington, D.C. with the politics and the, you know, the lawyers and the everyone there either practices law or they're in politics. And um, so I, I picked up a, a temporary client, a job, 50 discrimination cases in California. So I went to San Jose. But in the meantime, I shopped for where I wanted to live. And I got a job offer from the state attorney in Tampa and took the Florida bar and landed here. And I've been here for 38 years. Well, congratulations on that. Now, what do you like best about your work in family law? Because you've changed. I mean, you've had an impact on the way the world gets divorced. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, um, so, you know, career path kind of odd, practiced criminal uh, prosecution, adored that job. You can't stay there forever. You got to pay back your loans for one thing. Went to work in a boutique trial practice, did that for a while. Went to work in a bigger firm where they wanted me to run the bankruptcy section. And while I was there just a year in, I got a job offer at a law school. So I went to teach law for a couple of years. I taught appellate practice, uh, bankruptcy practice, and trial practice. Um, and after a couple of years, I realized that I really wasn't cut out to teach. I loved it, but I really missed practicing law. So I opened my firm. That was in 94, so however, however many years ago, on April Fool's Day, actually. And what I discovered was that all my friends in commercial litigation would send me the divorce cases. Nobody wanted to do that. They were commercial lawyers. And so I learned how to do that. And I became actually known for getting dad's custody. Although that was, that was a misconception. My husband, I had married a guy who had custody of his daughter. Um, and so strangely, everyone thought that that was my shtick, even though... But um, but I got a lot of cases referred to me that way and eventually uh, ended up just doing family law, stopped doing the bankruptcy work, stopped doing the commercial litigation, stopped doing the legal malpractice, which I was good at. Um, but I realized that families don't belong in the courtroom. And so that's how I ended up really pushing this collaborative effort to, to market um, changing the way the world gets divorced. We don't need to go to court. You don't need to go to court. A judge doesn't need to tell you how to operate your family, even if you're restructuring it. That makes a lot of sense. Talk a little, you've written quite a few books on the topic and others. Talk a little bit about your authorship. How did that, how did that get started? And <laughs> uh, let's go from there. It's so funny because I, I really think that my life is a series of uh, serendipitous type events. So um, it suddenly occurred to me one day that that part of any marketing effort has to be publishing. If it's a blog, okay. If it's articles, which I was already doing, it's okay. I was editor-in-chief of the Federal Lawyer Magazine for 10 years. I was editor-in-chief of um, a uh, another magazine for the American Inns of Court for another 10 years. Um, and I enjoyed all of that tremendously. And then I thought, you know what, if I really want to make an impact, I mean, come on. Now, today is a little different because you, it's easier to publish a book. And we find lots of books out there that really aren't that good, unfortunately. But, uh, but back then, 
I wrote a book and in fact, I ended up writing two because as a lawyer, you write, you know, you know this, you write all the time. And so I collected everything that had to do with collaborative divorce in my life, everything, the blogs, the articles, the, um, the memos to the file, the letters to the clients, uh, all that stuff. And I threw it in a pile and I organized it. And then I just looked to see what was missing to tie it together here and there. And I ended up with two whole books that way. That was easy. That was four months of work. Strange, huh? Yeah, that you definitely took some very smart shortcuts to pull that off. Yeah. Um, that was the easier um, version. You've written other books like From Lawyer to Law Firm, I Never Saw My Father Again, War and Peace, The Divorce Puzzle. Talk a little bit about how you've become so prolific and kind of how that's helped people. Well, two of the books uh, were anthologies. I went out and I solicited authors. So The Divorce Puzzle um, is a compilation of mental health uh, uh, facilitators, people that we use in the collaborative process to help the clients communicate with each other again, because by the time they're getting divorced, they're just not communicating. Um, and so those people wrote a, a, a number of chapters that really were very cohesive presentation of what a facilitator can do for you. Um, and then I also uh, collected a series of chapters in a separate book uh, just everyone in Tampa Bay who wanted to make collaborative uh, a, a change. And so um, it, by doing those two books, I brought them the ability to become more um, credible. Publishing gives you credibility. And so they at least had chapters in a book, right? Um, and then, it, it, you know, I started branching out into this marketing thing and I realized that I really had the material for yet another book on marketing both a collaborative practice, so that's changing the way the world gets divorced, but also marketing your law practice. I had people coming to my seminars who were um, vocational evaluators, who were mental health people, who were uh, financial CPAs and, and CFPs who wanted to know how to market their practices. So I ended up writing a book that targets lawyers, but it really, it doesn't have to be a lawyer. It can be anybody who has a professional practice. Absolutely. What do you think are some of the most common mistakes that people make when ending a marriage? Oh boy. A, the most common mistake, absolutely, is uh, thinking that you have to go to court. So in my first book, War or Peace, I tell the story of my own divorce. I got divorced two years into a marriage. I realized that I had married the wrong guy. It was a mistake. And so I, um, I went to a lawyer because I didn't do divorce work. I went to a lawyer and I said, I need a divorce. And the first words out of his mouth were, fine, I'll file a petition. And I looked at him and I said, are you kidding me? I have to go to court to get divorced? This was 30 yeah, collaborative wasn't a huge thing back then. It wasn't even known. In fact, mediation was just getting off the ground, which, by the way, you know, when you realize that mediation has become so popular now, it's only been 30 years. Wow. So why not do the same thing with collaboration? And, and that's been part of my mantra. But, but yeah, so people now assume you have to go to court. One reason they do is, I'm convinced, because of Perry Mason, because they watch TV and all these divorces are in, in court. 
there's nothing exciting about not court divorce. I mean, that's, that's right. There's no movie made with Danny DeVito, you know, in that right. not fighting, right. Right? right? There's no come watch an amicable separation, right? Or the roses. I mean, right. it just doesn't have the problem is for TV, you've got to have conflict. Yeah, to have conflict, drama. you have to have war go to court, right? You want to so. So, so we try to avoid that in the collaborative effort. Um, and most of the time we do, most of the time I have people, I have just unbelievable testimonials up on my website because people tell me stuff that even I am shocked to hear. I, I remember a guy in one of my first cases saying, I learned to talk to my wife again. And she said in a separate debrief, she goes, I learned to hear my husband again, wow. which was a funny thing because in our first meeting, she had run out of the room. She'd run out of my office. She had run out of the building into the parking lot. I had to go out there, put my arms around her and say, what's going on? You know, and her answer was, he's not listening to me. He's not, he never listens to me. And I said, come back in. We can help him hear you. And yet, you know, three months later, she's telling me this process was fabulous because she learned to listen to him again. She learned to hear him. Wow. So some of the testimonials that you get are kind of awesome. They're inspiring. I think that segues into, you know, your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Yeah, I love, I love helping people. So, you know, lawyers are not just advocates. We're also counselors. And I think it's part, it may be partially my age. I used to adore going to court. I used to love winning. I mean, it was a passion of mine. I loved making new law. That, that was my mantra. I want to make new law. But that has morphed over time as I see that, that families really can use my help in a different kind of way. So I help them hear each other. I help them communicate with each other. I help them find solutions that they never thought of. So yeah, it's uh, it's just a fascinating area of practice. So 41 years practicing law, but only 10 or so doing collaborative practice. Yeah, and now my practice is almost entirely courtless. I only have a few court cases. People still come to me to go to court because I'm known, I still have that reputation for being a hard ass. Sorry, but that's what I'm known for. Quite all right. But yeah. You have achieved so much success, not only for yourself, but for your clients. Uh, but what's your biggest challenge now? Figuring out how to retire, figuring out whether I want to retire. I think the answer is that I'm going to retire from the practice of law, but possibly not from collaborative practice. I'm finding too many people are, are contacting me, asking me to mentor their collaborative teams and help their professionals There's do, the, do their jobs better. Um, and that's a lot of fun for me. And then the marketing is also fun for me. I love teaching webinars, seminars, in-person workshops, all of that. I really, I love doing that coaching. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet? Uh, I've got two websites. One is openpalmlaw.com. That's the law firm. The other one is jornjenkins.com, which is my marketing website. You can find my posters there. My, um, my books are there. Um, you know, everything that I have available to help you market your practices there. Perfect. We were going to ask how we could get in now, how our listeners and viewers could get in touch with you. I uh, just want to toss out a quick legal disclaimer. You are in the state of Florida, correct? I am. Okay. So anything we've been talking about, if you are not in Florida, 
talk to a attorney who is licensed in the state that you are in. We're not giving any legal advice out on this podcast. You give advice every day. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Try law school. It's a great <laughs> education. <laughs> I can see how that worked out. That is that is that is fantastic. Well, I've never been asked that question. And I love that. I love that question. I love the answer. Yes, it works. So uh, for those of you watching and listening, we'll talk to you or see you next time. Make sure you go check out jorinjenkins.com or openpalmlaw.com. Joran, thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Shout out to Bob Lehman who connected us along with Mr. Newman. Um, thank you so much for the introductions. Thanks everybody. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text pitch to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.